pot of coffee. Wake up. It's time for coffee. It's time for two hours of caffeinated sports talk. It's time for the Nick Brown Show. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the Nick Brown Show. This is the uh, Birmingham, Alabama edition, and we certainly appreciate you waking up early on this Saturday morning. I'm on my way over to uh, Birmingham. Going to go to a historic Legion Field today for the battle between uh, Louisiana Tech uh, Bulldogs and the Blazers of UAB. So it's great to be here uh, on the air. Certainly appreciate you joining us. You can always uh, text us on the H2Go Paddle hotline and text line, the text line, 888 as well. You can call us, same number, 888 uh, Technology, a great thing. Only one number that you uh, have to remember, but we have a lot to talk about today. You know a lot. We'll talk a little bit about some quarterbacks in the NFL that may or may not play for a team that I'm particularly fond of. I uh, certainly want to get your opinion on that. We'll talk all of, of college athletics, any college football, any upsets that uh, that you see today. But i got to say a good morning to uh, to John Tabor and then the artist formerly known as a donut man. You know, we had several opportunities for him to come in and, and really brag about his, you know, maroon bulldogs and with their victory over uh, Louisiana Tech. But then, uh, unfortunately, he was, he was out. And so then we were all prepared to welcome him back to the fold when, uh, you know, when they had that trip to Athens, the Battle of the Carnivorous Canines, and, and well, they, they didn't, they didn't do so well, and then, and, and then last week, so, uh, making his, uh, uh, appearance, uh, making his return to the, uh, Nick Brown show, and of course, I'm not there to enjoy the Piddly Pluff, delicious daylight donuts, uh, is the Donut Man. I have to say, uh, a good morning to you, Donut Man. Good morning, Nick, and never fear. Me and Tabor will take care of the pillowy plus. And I know you think that I have not been here because Mississippi State got trounced by Georgia and by your Auburn Tigers, but no, that has nothing to do with it. I changed employment, had um, job obligations on Saturdays that I had to take care of, hopefully I'll get back to a normal schedule where I can be here and y'all can harass me and abuse me when my dogs take a beating. But I will say, if you do remember, at the first of this year, you was asking me where I felt like would be a win or a loss for the Bulldogs, and I was a lot closer to right than I was wrong. Well, I think here's the thing. You know, John Tabor and I had a donut meeting, and all your texts that go through uh, to the donut man on H to go paddle. Uh, text line triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Glad to have the donut man back in checking those texts. Does a little bit uh, more frequent than I do. Yeah, first of all, we, we 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 know that you're you're absent. We we never question after the after the uh, uh, Bulldogs from Stark Vegas went over to Athens, George. We we thought that had very little to do with it. It was the the following week when they made their trip to the plains. But I'll be honest with you, I was surprised. I thought that they would play a little better uh, in Athens, and I thought last week watching things, just you know, there was a few, there was there were some controversial calls that, that went against uh, the Bulldogs last week from Mississippi State, but but nonetheless, we're it wouldn't be the Nick Brown show if we didn't give you a hard time. So uh, you know, you know, don't worry about that. But we're glad that we're glad to have you back in. I'm I'm glad to be back, Nick. Waiting for some texts to come in so I can get those on there. 
Well, we'll, we will get those. Uh, we will get the we'll get the text line cranked up just a bit because I, I'm going to tell you, and, and I'm going to John Tabor a little bit later to find the the audio clip from from Ken Newton's comments, and, and I'm going to do that because here's the thing: if if I didn't touch this, didn't address this at all, that then you guys would say I'm just glazing over a quarterback that you guys, if you've listened to the show for any number of years, and we're approaching ten years on the air, certainly have a big celebration with that. But you, you know that. But I do like the Carolina Panthers. And a little explanation, because people often ask, why do why you follow the Carolina Panthers? Obviously, you know, Cam Newton, quarterback, the over to the national championship. But growing up, and I'm back in back in the uh, home state of Alabama, in Birmingham, Alabama today, going to make it over to Legion Field and look forward to it. And uh, I follow the Louisiana Tech UAB game. But but growing up in the state of Alabama, there were no professional sports teams when, when I was a kid. And so what you do, you take your colleges that, that played – Football at the time, you had uh, Auburn, Alabama, and of course you had, uh, you know, Troy who defeated LSU uh, last week. They, they didn't play, uh, you know, at that time at Division One. You had Division One, Division Two, and uh, so you follow players, and you follow players from colleges in the state. And you know, that start. I was, I was telling someone, you know, you, you look at you know, Frank Warren played for the Saints years and years ago. William Andrews played for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, James Brooks played for the Cincinnati Bengals. And you go back, Lionel James played for the San Diego Chargers. And, and you know, the thing about it, you say, man, wow, you're following all these teams and the gear. You didn't get gear back then. You, know, you're very, very, you didn't have gear from your team. Very tough to get, number one. And, and my parents just didn't get it. Closest we had to a professional sports team. And all my allegiance went to that team was when the USFL came to town. You had the Birmingham Stallion. So, followed players. Got into the habit of doing that as a small child. And guess it just it just you know, it just transferred into adulthood. And so followed Carolina Panthers. And you know, it was it was amazing because I watched the game with New England and it was a great game. And, and of course I watched the game when the Saints uh, defeated uh the Carolina Panthers. Thought, wow, Cam Newton's not back. Cam Newton still has shoulder trouble. And so I listened to the comments and really, it's one of those that you have to be careful. But, and I will tell you, no, not a sexist. And the opinions of those of Nick Brown do not represent any of those of Sports Talk 97.7. They don't. My views are, mine do not represent Sports Talk 97.7. And I listen to the comments. And, you know, and, and I've often said here on the show what makes sometimes, and it seems like with quarterbacks especially, what makes you great on the field sometimes makes you a terrible human off the field. But I listened, and no, I'm not a sexist. And you're going to say, well, either either you're going to say it would you hear my opinion, you're going to say this nigga's a sexist, or he did not. Uh, you know, it's just because he's his quarterback. I listened, and, and was it rude? Yes. Say it's funny to hear female reporter talk about routes. Rude, disrespectful, does I think that comment make Cam Newton the most horrible person on the planet? No. Does make it extremely sexist? No. There's one comment, but and I'll get you your guys' opinion, but I think sometimes we might be, you know, and I might, am I out of line by saying sometimes we overreact 
just a bit? I mean, you, you guys can certainly tell me, although it's the Nick Brown show, and you know we do have great fully fluffed delicious daylight donuts. Totally sexist, or did we overblow it? Any, and certainly want to hear your opinion. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. I'm going to talk to uh, John Tabers. I hadn't had a chance to say good morning to John yet. John, was it overblown? Any? Nick, Nick, do you want my honest opinion about it? I don't care. I really, I don't, I don't care what Cam Newton says about anything. To okay. be, to be frank, now to answer now, your question, all, you have to be honest. Hold up, wait a minute. You have to be honest. Yeah, that, that was my honest opinion. Now, a more diplomatic hey, answer would be, you know, come on, Cam, you just answer the okay. question and move on. All right, here's the thing. First of all, you asked about being honest. You know, Tabor, I asked you. I said, "How's my hair look today?" You, you always come around. You got no hair. So, so here's the, you've never been not honest, so you've always been honest. I don't think there's a, no, no, seriously, but I don't think you've ever answered a question dishonestly. But yeah, I mean, who cares, right? Yeah. I mean, do, do we look, at, and, and that's another thought where we go to, and, and I've said this before, and, and, and I don't know, man, I'll get your opinion in just a minute. I'm a little bit different when it comes to the NFL. Man, you know that, people listen to you. It's entertainment to me. Some people go to the movies. I mean, it's a brown household. We let RJ, we let our kids pick the movie. Last one we saw was was about a dog that died. And I said, you know, I'm never going back. You just sit there, leave feeling terrible. I think Marley or something. Uh, and and just well, it's the saddest movies I've ever seen. And I'm like, not going to go to a movie to be sad. You know, I got enough sadness in the world and in my life to go to a sad movie. So I, I didn't want to go see the movie with a clown, uh, the scary one, and, and nobody in the family would go with me. Uh-huh. You know, there's some movies you can go to by yourself. There, there are. I mean, you go see Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman. In fact, in college, I saw it 12 times, okay? That, that, you know, everybody has that movie that they've seen forever. They, they've seen it over and over. That could be your uh, text, text this morning on a non-sports related, what movie you've seen multiple times. But I would go see that movie. I wouldn't go see a scary movie by myself because that would make me a creepy dude. And... Not that, certainly. But the NFL is entertainment for me. And I want to tell you, if you go look, you may not agree with the political beliefs, religious beliefs, even morality issues with all some of the actors or actresses that you see in movies. But I don't look to NFL players to be the role model. And I understand what you're saying about not caring what he says and move on. But, yeah, I do follow that team. But but I think that, I mean, have quarterbacks done worse? And you heard just on a preview before the show, they played a little bit of uh, Joe Namath and Susie Kobler on Monday Night Football. I'm glad that somebody brought that up. But, but you look at what Cam Newton said, and he lost this uh, this yogurt contract. And here's what's interesting. He's not going to get paid. They're just not going to use him in the ads anymore. So maybe, maybe it's a win for him. Somebody's going to get paid to do nothing. They're not going to use. They still have the commercials that they have, but they're not going to use him as a spokesperson anymore. And I'm going to turn to my favorite quarterback of all time. You know who that is. From the kill down in Mississippi, Brett Favre. Now, if I told you, and we don't offer free sponsorships on the Nick Brown Show, but the insurance, if I told you we got, we got to skip Russell State Farm, but if I asked you to name three insurance companies, most of you are going to name State Farm, Farm Bureau, Allstate. You're going to remember those three, the big three. Well, do you remember Brett Favre several years ago when he was still playing, actively playing, um, used his cell phone, took some inappropriate pictures, 
couldn't have said one that was not his wife. And we're a family show. We don't use the word stupid. Shut up or hate or profanity here on the Nick Brown Show on Saturday morning. He's now a spokesperson to, to what I consider one of the big three and the, and the advertising field. So sometimes, do, do we have a double standard? I mean, at least he's losing a, a yogurt advertisement. And it'll be interesting to see if others pull out, but he did issue. And I would like to get that, John, sometime today during the show, uh, both the, the, the comments for one last time and the, the apology. And then I'll go to uh, the Donut Man, get his uh, take on it uh, this morning. Your opinion, uh, way overblown, 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 or is Cam Newton just a terrible, horrible person? Well, I, I think, Nick, when the comments he made to him may have been trying to be funny, but it just like anything else, if you're a beloved character, people are going to go, ah, oh, he was just trying to be funny, and they'll overlook it. But if you're a character who is a hated character, and I don't, I, hated is a strong word, but a disliked character, I think people are going to use this as, as fuel for the fire. They're just going to use it to say, there you go, um, there's another ignorant comment yeah. from him. Alright, you know what, and, and I'm glad you're back. We, we have missed you, certainly we did miss giving you a hard time, because I'm going to tell you, John Taylor was rather, he was ready. He, he was ready for you <laughs> after the game in Athens. Really I know was. he was, and and, and again, I, I I know people will say he was scared to come in, John was going to rip him, but no, uh, it was my job, and, and hopefully um, I'll be be more regular. I, I think you may have to wait till the Alabama game to get on me again because I think we'll be all right for the next few weeks, and I, I know we're going to get the win this week. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I open uh, buys. They haven't won a game. But I'm glad you said that. You said something, and actually it was where I was going to go with that. So, uh, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. We've, we been, we've, been, we've been together too long, Nick. Well, and, and here's the thing. We, you know what? We're not going to buy. I, I know you were working. All our listeners know you were working, but we're not going to buy that. You, you, you were <laughs> avoiding John Tabor. I've never seen John Tabor so excited. Actually, here's the deal. Number one, you let us down with the pillowy club, number one. But number two, John Tabor was ready to get you after the, after the Georgia game. But, but interesting enough, John was really quiet because he picked South Carolina to win the East. Uh, you know, we were talking. You know, that was a dark horse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, Nick. <laughs> this, this, this has turned from two weeks into the season. Wow, I think South Carolina might surprise some people. To I've picked them to win the East. <laughs> I, I've got them in a New Year's Day bowl game. No, Nick. No. That's like no, I do. We need. I'm going to go ahead and snuff that one out right now. No. Right, wait, wait. You just say pump the brakes. <laughs> no, no. You cut the brake lines, Nick. <laughs> But, but but here's the thing. The thing that you said <clears throat> that, that was very important, you, you have to, if you're a beloved character, okay, now, uh, beloved around the Brown house, but because we like the Carolina Panthers simply, and transference from uh, the Brown kids pull who daddy pulls for. Now, I will say this. We did have, we had a diversionary tactic the other night. I kept the five-year-old up uh, late, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. We talk a little Major League Baseball. But we did Brett Chai, we had a split. It was not a rift, but it was a split. Uh, the other night, the Brown household. But but here's the thing: you go back to the dabbing, you go back to the Super Bowl, uh, the non questions and the behavior. Then, so if, if you like a player, if you if you like a particular player, you are going to defend them and stand up for them, even when they're wrong. You're going to attempt to justify it. You're, you're going to say that it was overblown. and But if you dislike that person, 
But you know what? That's life. We do that. That's one of the problems that we have. We, we do that. We, we have people maybe out there that we're not as fond of. And we wait around to pounce on that person when they make any type of mistake. And, and it goes, same goes through for our players in the NFL. Love to hear your opinions. 888 That is the HGO Paddle hotline and text line. You say, hey, what is HGO Paddle? Well, go to Antique Alley in West Monroe. Got a lot of great products. Got hammocks. But these HGO Paddles, you take them out on the lake. Don't take them out on Lake Flavor because it's a drawdown right now. But it's great exercise for you body. That HGO Paddle and Antique Alley in West Monroe bring us the uh, hotline and text line every Saturday morning. We'll be right back with more of the Nick Brown Show after this break. Saturday morning, sports, and the Nick Brown Show. You can't beat it. You can call us at 888-993-7762 and become a fan of the Nick Brown Show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Nick Brown Show, Birmingham, Alabama edition. Certainly appreciate you waking up early on this Saturday morning. Boy, wish I had a great cup of a Southern Pecan. You know, the Birmingham, Alabama edition made, made the drive late uh, last night, made it out to high school football, uh, saw the uh, Ruston High West Monroe game, and it, it made it, drove in. And it's interesting, made it to uh, Birmingham about a little after 3 a.m. this morning. But what was kind of interesting, I listened to all of the called in shows in, uh, of, of high school football as I made my way across, you know, Louisiana, then into Mississippi, of course, into Alabama. It was pretty neat, you know, ours go off the air really pretty early in Louisiana, but found one out of the uh, out of Mississippi that stayed on till 12 uh, midnight. So it's kind of interesting to hear. There's 22 teams. There are 23 teams in the state of Mississippi undefeated in all classes, and all 22 of them won, and the 23rd team is playing today. So things you hear, listen. Appreciate you listening to local radio like you are right now. Appreciate you being a part of the Nick Brown Show. And we always love and value your opinion here on the Nick Brown Show at uh, 888-993-7762. That is the H2Go Paddle hotline and text line. Love to hear from you. Send the donut man a text this morning. Now John Tabor, best uh, producer and a great audience that we have here on the Nick Brown Show. Want to listen, if we could, John, to the apology issued by Cam Newton this week. After careful thought, I understand that my word choice was extremely degrading and disrespectful uh, to women. And to be honest, that was not my intentions. And if you are a person who took offense to what I said, I sincerely apologize to you. Uh, I'm a man who tries to be a positive role model in my community and tries to use my platform to inspire others. And I own, I, I take ownership to everything that comes with that. And what I did was extremely unacceptable. Um, I'm a father to two beautiful daughters. And at their age, I try to instill in them that they can do and be anything that they want to be. Uh, And the fact that during this whole process, I've already lost sponsors and countless fans. I realized that the joke was really on me. And I've learned a valuable lesson from this. And to the, the, the young people who see this, I hope that you learn something from this as well. Um, don't be like me, be better than me. And 
to the reporters, to the journalists, to the moms, super moms, to the daughters, the sisters, and the women all around the world, I sincerely apologize and hope that you can find the kindness in your heart to forgive me. Thank you. Now, I appreciate you uh, playing that this morning for us. John does a, does a great job of back at the studio. I'm glad that you get to enjoy some pillowy, fluff, delicious, daylight donuts today. So I want you to eat uh, a couple for me. I normally have a two a show, so you're welcome to have those two. But, you know, you hear that apology. And, you know, uh, Donut Man, what you said earlier, that, that if someone is a beloved character and, and you like them, you're going to look and say, okay, you know what, that is a great, great apology. Uh, you are. But we're in this age now where we've got to dissect everything. And I've already had a few people, you know, it, it's interesting, because we have a, a great sports audience. And you see them all the time. You see them all over the place. And they come up and tell you, hey, Nick, we know you like Cam, but I'm going to tell you, if he didn't lose that sponsorship, he wouldn't have issued that apology. <laughs> I said, okay, thanks. You have a nice day. Great to see you. Thanks for listening. And then you have other people that come and say, hey, man, that was truly sincere. And I think that that, that was. Now, and I learned something from that as well. You know, I did, did not know he had two daughters, so it very the apology was uh, informative to me on that regard. But but I think you go back and look over the course, and, and, and I've said that. You know, you, you go through and you see and you have, you know, people are going to look and see what they want to see. But I think you go through look at quarterbacks. You go look at quarterbacks in particular. You're always going to have, it just seems sometimes that that's the most, obviously the most controversial. You have quarterbacks that do controversial things. But I think, hopefully, and I love your opinion as well here this morning, but I'd love for this to be a non-issue after this week. And we have a couple texts on this, Nick. We have Bruce who says, I'm not a Cam Newton fan, but come on, people. Look at the things that really offend you. Get offended by homelessness, child abuse, world hunger. Uh, He takes a stand that, you know, people get offended real easily. Then we have Steve. Steve says, absolutely, it's overblown. He seemed a little surprised and just responded. So what? So what? But this is the world in which we live in today. Very good. Appreciate uh, Steve and Bruce both for replying. And, you know, it's interesting. And I like Bruce when you talk about what offends you. You know, it's interesting. And and I'm going to to share a story uh, this morning. And it was very, very interesting, very poignant. You know, we do a great job of of covering a lot. You know, our our general manager, Gary McKinney, enables us, Sean Fox. And and hopefully, I'd love to take you and Tabor on the road sometime, but allows us to go out and, and really cover more than what stations our size do. And because of that, you know, we're able to make relationships with UAB head coach Bill Clark. You know, go out and eat breakfast at Conference USA Media Day with Skip Holtz, Louisiana Tech head coach Skip Holtz. And that will, that's what we've done. And because of these relationships, we have an interview with UAB head coach Bill Clark that we're going to play uh, this morning. You know, he's a busy guy, but he took time out to come on the Nick Brown Show. We certainly appreciate that. And what football means, it was kind of interesting last night when I, when I uh, parked the car, it was late, and, and I never used valet parking. But at 3.30 in the morning, I'm going to make an exception. And, but the the young man that parked the car, and he said, where are you from? I said, grew up in Jackson, Alabama. He goes, man, I've been there. I said, well, you and about 5,000 other people. And he says, in my freshman year, 
I played for Graham, and I was a redshirt freshman running back, but I transferred and finished at Miles. And so he's finishing up his college education now. Very, very great. But uh, we made it out to SEC Media Day. And I'm going to make a parallel here, guys. And, and Steve and Bruce, I certainly appreciate you texting in this morning. And, and I'm going to make and, and I'll put myself in the light and put myself in the wrong in a spot. But we go to these media days. And, and several years ago, several years ago, several, several, we were all there at SEC Media Day in this very city. And I'll never forget it because we were all sitting down. And there were 40 guys in a room from, from they put the radio and Internet guys in a room together. And John Tabor knows it because he hears us speak about this room all the time. And the audio is usually terrible in this room. So we're in there. There's 40 guys. And there's two females in the room, one female reporter, and one female from either Auburn, Birmingham Southern, University of Alabama, and she works it. She's interning at the SEC office. And she comes to SEC Media Day, and her job in this room is to take the microphone to people that raise their hand to ask a question. The one female that was in the room was... Uh, standing up and she was very smart because as the head coaches would walk in she would speak to them because they would see her first as she as they walked into the door and i'm going to use a couple of coaches that, that are no longer in the sec steve spurrier walks in greets this young lady at the door and then steve spurrier walks to the podium and before anybody raised her hand she blurts yells Coach, how was your summer? And immediately, she had the first one to two to three questions. And when you're in a, uh, a media room, and this continues for about, you know, four or five coaches, because it's about three or four a day, a lot of people got upset. And they kind of just, ah, yeah, nah, nah. okay, you know, and yeah, you know, it's funny, but the same ones that were in that room today, are probably on a a radio show and, and talking, and but you follow up what you said, don't it, man? And are probably criticizing and saying bad things about uh, Cam Newton. But yet, when they had the opportunity, uh, a lot of them around me were making comments. Oh, she's look at look at how she's dressed. I said, your problem. And well, she just got this job, you know. And I was like, so you know what? I made a point. That was the night I got to go out to uh, Regent's Park here, and uh, I met Emmett Smith. But I also met the lone reporter from the room. Turns out, uh, actually was an Auburn grad, didn't know that. Went to a NFL, went to a professional football practice, went through the practice, has hiked all these mountains that I can't pronounce. And actually was the ACC sideline reporter, and now is on satellite radio. But you go back to the what I call yak bones in a room. I made a lot of ugly comments, and so I think you know you really got to watch your guarded speech. And it's the same thing I said when uh, when I made it over to M.M. Roberts Stadium in Hattiesburg to Rock last year before Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss played. They had a national anthem. 
and this is before anything happened with people taking a knee. And, and this suite went from this 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 suite was really great. It went, it went from and I didn't enjoy watching the game in the suite. And one Louisiana Tech didn't play well, and there was like one bulldog and nine hundred million Southern Miss fans. Food was great, but went from ten stretch from ten yard line to ten yard line. And they started playing the national anthem. And everybody was moving around. They're still getting their food, getting their hot dogs, their nachos, their beverage of choice. I was like, hey, wait a minute, guys. Playing the national anthem. So sometimes we're hypocritical and we have double standards. So I think you just got to be, be careful because people that live in uh, glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And so hopefully everyone will take that for the sincerity uh, that it was. Now, look, it's already time for a break. We're going to take a break here on the Nick Brown Show. We come back, we're going to have the mid-major report brought to you by Magnolia Home Health featuring Hunter Carswell. We call him Hoot here on the Nick Brown Show. Nick Brown Show is brought to you every Saturday morning by the great folks at the Brussels State Farm. For all of your insurance needs, home, life, auto, even your 1975 international harvester travel all well. Skip Russell State Farm, they have a policy for that as well. Give them a call, 255-5050. Skip Russell State Farm, the official insurance of the Nick Brown Show. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to the Nick Brown Show. Certainly appreciate you waking up early on this Saturday morning. It's the Nick Brown Show, Birmingham, Alabama edition. Now it's time for the mid-major report brought to you by Magnolia Home Health featuring Hunter Carswell. We like to call him Hoot here on the Nick Brown Show, and certainly... He may sing the praises of a – he probably won't. He should sing the praises of a, a mid-major uh, out of the Sun Belt from right here, not too far down the road, and that's uh, Troy as they uh, toppled uh, LSU last week. But I certainly look forward to the uh, mid-major report today. Who'd welcome into the show. Nicholas, uh, how are you this morning? Uh, man, I can't believe that you made the trip all the way to Birmingham after uh, after calling the game last night. I'm surprised that you didn't uh, stay in the studio for today and then drive over after the uh, after the show. Uh, absolutely, absolutely not. We'll kick off at three and, and go on the air today about uh, you know one thirty, about an hour and a half before. So it would have been it would have been tight making the trip. But hey, it was a it was a good drive. Got to uh, you know listen to a lot of great uh, local. Uh, radio enjoy doing that when I make the travel. So it was it was a good trip. So uh, yeah, yeah, I've always been a night owl anyway. You know, I'd enjoy the day. I would enjoy the day. It was really kind of an oxymoron that my show comes on early on Saturday morning because I've always been more of a night owl. I would enjoy the day more if it started later. But hey, I'm glad to be here. Look forward to talking to about mid-major football. Yes, it is. And uh, man, uh, there's a good, there's a lot of good games going on today, uh, uh, and uh, I can't wait to dive into them. All right, and great. You're not going to touch on, hey, great job by Neil Brown and the uh, Troy Trojans. You know, I was a kid growing up. They were Troy State University, played at the FCS level, made that move up. Larry Blakeney, uh, former head coach, but now passed the torch on. They've had some big upsets in the past. But, you know, and I think this year, uh, and you tell me, you're gonna, you know, I know you're going to always talk about San Diego State right now, but I think this has been, would you say this has been a down year uh, you look across the uh, records of a lot of the uh, G5 schools; they just haven't been as stellar this year. Is that just, uh, you know, is that just something that I'm seeing, or you think it's a down year, or it's about the same? Uh, actually, I think it's uh, actually I think it's a pretty good year. Uh, I, I wouldn't call it a down year. Um, now, look, I, I know you don't have the glamour teams like Houston of last year um, that kind of made the run, uh, but look, no one's talking about San Diego State, and they're probably going to be the team out of the group of five that does make it to that New Year's Day Bowl. 
Um, and you do have South Florida that could make that push, but I think San Diego State just already has um, a really good win over Stanford, and the way that they're set up uh, in their conference, I think that you're just going to steamroll through all the competition. Um, so I think it's actually a pretty good year. Uh, there's just not one of those glamour teams like you've seen, like Houston last year or Boise State years past. Uh, so there is no, there is no, you know, there's no, I guess, no pretty girl in the room. There's just a lot of, um, you know, a lot of consistent uh, teams out there. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's a pretty good year. Uh, just hadn't had a lot of hype because there's not that one glamour team. Well, let's talk about some games today. This is the mid-major report brought to you each and every Saturday morning by the great folks at Magnolia Home Health. And we got some good games to talk about. I'm going to start with uh, SMU uh, at Houston. Yeah, SMU uh, definitely uh, the surprise team out of the American so far. Uh, Nick, when you when you kind of look at these teams, these teams are kind of bipolar of what they were last year. SMU only won four games last year, uh, and one of them was against Houston. Um, and Houston was, uh, you know, one of the high power offense of last year. Well, that's not the case this year. Uh, SMU is getting seven on the road at Houston. Uh, and the thing about SMU is they're very good on the offensive side of the ball this year. Chad Morris has that offensive rolling. This is the second year there. And a guy named Ben Hicks that has had, had to play a lot as a true freshman last year. He stepped up nice as a sophomore who's finally taking the role as the, uh, as a quarterback and leader. And then you have the guy, listen to this name as a receiver that's going to make some headway for the rest of the year and could possibly leave as a junior going to the NFL. His name's Cortland Sutton. The guy is an absolute monster. Had he had a he had over 1,200 yards receiving last year as a as a uh, as a as a sophomore. So watch him. He he is their go-to guy. But also watch the guy in the slot, the LSU transfer Trey Quinn, who stepped in very nicely uh, in in that slot position. Now Houston, uh, they're going to be uh, now right now. It looks like that uh, Ed Oliver, the first-team All-American defensive tackle, he's questionable for today. So that may play uh, playing a role. But Houston has only given up 14 points, and that is what they're averaging. Uh, so, and, they, and, and they've, uh, they've actually held Arizona to like 16 points week two, and I think they only hold uh, Texas Tech like 21, 24 points, and that's a really good when you hold a Texas Tech high-powered offense to uh, in you know just in the mid 20. So, very good game here. I, I'm gonna have to go with Houston, but because uh, they're at home, but I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, SMU went in there and got the win. All right. Uh, moving on, this is the mid-major report brought to you by Magnolia Home Health. Appreciate Hunter Carswell. One, uh, one shows uh, New Mexico State uh, at App State. And uh, this one, uh, making your list of games. I was, I'm, I'm enjoying the game we're going to talk about next, but this one, New Mexico State at App State. Nick, this is going – now, look, New Mexico State is a really good team on the offensive side of the ball. They can put up points against anybody. Uh, Tyler Rogers, that's starting quarterback. He has already thrown for over 1,700 yards already. The guy has a cannon. Uh, he's, he's thrown for 14 touchdowns and five picks. Uh, and then you got Larry Rose the third, who has been there. I feel like he is the Bobby Ray tail of Louisiana Tech. He's been there forever and he's been very productive every time, uh, every year that he's been there. So watch him, Larry Rose the third. They got to get him involved because all they do is just chunk the ball. Um, it seems like so. Watch out for Jaleel Scott on the outside. So, um, so, you, so this, this New Mexico State team, they can go in at State and they can win. Look, at State has not looked good uh, so far through the first quarter of the season. Uh, 
their bread and butter last year was the rushing attack. They were ranked in the top ten in the nation in rushing. Well, this year they're not. Uh, so, and also, uh, Shadron Metters, he is the uh, he was the first team All Conference receiver for App State. He is not. He is out for the year. Uh, so that offense is kind of behind the eight ball so far. So I kind of look for them to get rolling today if they can. Uh, but, but Nick, I got a question for you. Who is the defensive coordinator for New Mexico State? All right, I was going to go. I was going to ask you. Did you know who the head coach of New Mexico State is? Uh, well, I do not. Uh, but uh, I know. All right, I'll swap in. Doug Martin, the head coach at uh, New Mexico State, played Doug at Martin, Kentucky. Yes, 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 he is. Yep, yep. Yep, but the defense so, coordinator is. Do you remember a guy named Frank Spaziani? Yes, really. <laughs> yeah, Frank. Yeah, Frank Spaziani. He had, he had uh, the old uh, defense coordinator and head coach at Boston College. He's a defensive coordinator for New Mexico State. So watch out. That defense has improved because they were dumpster fire last year. Oh, absolutely. Now you know what you got me. I was. I have been checking for that receiver from App State, and uh, do you know what happened? And I didn't know he was out for the year. That yeah. Uh, all right. I, it just, yeah, Nick. It just says um, it does not say a reason. It just says undisclosed. So I'm assuming uh, you know maybe some kind of off the field issues or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, he uh, he he is out for the year, uh, which is a big blow to that offense. Uh, because look, if that run again cannot go, Taylor Lamb is not set up to throw it 40, 50 times a game. Uh, that is just that is just not their offense or, or their forte at all. Well, I want to move on to the next one. This next team, now this next one, Eastern Michigan at Toledo. And you know that, uh, you know, our fondness for the Mac and, and like, uh, Eastern Michigan out in Ypsilanti. Don't try to spell it. This is one of those teams several years ago. And, and we're going to talk about ULM this morning. You had the name change. They were the Hurons. I actually remember from the NCAA basketball tournament back when Ben Braun used to coach. And I'm going to tell you, they've really went, made it out to Ypsilanti, Michigan, worked a basketball camp there. So kind of, Kind of follow the program, and when I went, the stadium was an absolute joke. You had better high school stadiums in North Louisiana, and they really kind of upgraded. Now they're one of the ones they got in on the different color turf. I think it's like gray, but they went up to, and this is a, this is a place where nobody would win. It would just need to coach up three or four years, and they'd be gone. Uh, and we're going to talk about UAB here in just a minute as well, and it may be something to do with the similarities of color green, but. But, but now they got a coach, and they went in and went to a bowl game. And, and so I told Lynn, I told Lynn Scarborough last weekend that uh, they were going to give uh, uh, Kentucky a game, and, and they did. Now, they didn't win me any fried green tomatoes, but they certainly played well. I, don't be surprised they upset Kentucky. But now they travel to take on the Rockets of Toledo. Yeah, Nick, uh, Eastern Michigan had two tough losses. They actually lost to Houston, I mean, uh, Ohio in overtime, uh, 27-20. to and then they last week they uh, they gave Kentucky all that they wanted. So look, this is a good Eastern Michigan Eastern Michigan team that won seven games last year, um, and they end up losing to Old Dominion um, in the Bahamas Bowl. But this is a good Eastern Michigan team uh, led by their senior quarterback Brogan Roback. I think is how you say his last name. Um, but yeah, he is a uh, good quarterback. That is a uh, then look. This offense can put some points. Now, they can't run the ball. They're in the, uh, I think, the ranked country 12th in, in the rushing department. So, look, they got a good quarterback in, in him. And then they got Sergio Bailey on the outside that can catch. That's very productive. Now, look, Toledo is just as bad as defense as Eastern Michigan is, but Toledo has a little bit better offense. Now, look, Eastern Michigan can hang with them. I don't know if they can hang with 
with them for four quarters, but I think they can hang with them most of the game. I think it'll be a one-possession game, uh, and they'll cover the 14 points. Uh, good. Moving on, we got uh, Colorado State at uh, Utah State. Yeah, Nick, uh, this is a uh, this is a game that kind of kind of stuck up on the plate. Uh, I was just doing some research last night, and Colorado State um, is 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 the sleeper team out of the Mountain Division. Now, look, the Mountain Division is loaded. You got Wyoming, you got Boise State, you got Colorado State, and you got Utah State. And the thing about this game is that Utah State, if they want to make a run, because they're both sitting at one and zero in conference, uh, they have to have this game right here because their next four games. Uh, is three of the four is at home. They got, they have Colorado State this weekend. Then they have Boise State next weekend. With then they go on the road at UNLV. Then they have Wyoming coming home to them. So it, if if Utah State wants to make a run at the Mountain Division, they have to have to win this game at home against Colorado State and the Nick Stevens teams. Uh, that quarterback that is doing a phenomenal job right now. He's already thrown for fifteen hundred yards, and then. Look and then watch for the name Michael Gallup on the receiver side uh, that he that he throws to. That's his that's his bread and butter. Uh, the guy already has 15 touchdowns already. I mean, he had 15 touchdowns last year, uh, and he only has two touchdowns this year. But I look for him to uh, to get the ball to him. Uh, but yeah, Utah State and Kit Myers. This guy, if this guy can stay on the field, this guy is like Chucky Keaton, um, and he's a very very good quarterback. But he's just been injury prone throughout his whole career. Um, but look. Spread his mind eight and a half. I kind of like Colorado State, but I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, if Utah does get the win at home. Uh, this is the mid-major report brought to you by Magnolia Home Health. Now let's talk uh, hoot about some uh, games featuring our local teams. We'll start. You got uh, Grambling. The G-Men continue to roll. They're out in Dallas today. Uh, a game that they've actually gone out to when Louisiana Tech played when the when the state fair is going on. Very exciting times, but they should take care of Prairie View today. Yeah, I kind of look for Grambling going there, and I kind of have their way against Preview A&M. Uh, Kincaid is definitely having a, uh, a season that he has uh, had last year. Um, but, look, uh, they're very productive on the, off- on the offensive side of the ball. I think they can go in there and win. Preview is just not what they used to be. Uh, but, look, I, I, I do like Grambling going on the road uh, to a neutral side uh, and beating Preview A&M. Uh, yeah, exciting time. Jimmy got to go to Chicago last weekend and Dallas this weekend. Now let's look. We try to talk about uh, ULM on the road at uh, Texas State. What's that? I said ULM is uh, taking on Texas State today. Yes, they are. And uh, look, and here's the thing about ULM: they have they, they have already had a two two game winning streak. Now they go on the road to a Texas State team that look uh, has had had a tough schedule already. Uh, they've uh, they had to play uh, Wyoming. They play UTSA, and so the thing about Texas State is, and look, they played at State close. It was a seven-point ball game. Uh, so look, I don't know if Texas State is is playing uh, without some money, uh, but look, I, I I really like ULM's team this year. I think Beatore's done a great job, uh, especially on the offense side of the ball. They couldn't run the ball at all last year. Now this year they can. Uh, so I kind of like the way that ULM is rolling right now, uh, but you know. But the, the, the line's at six and a half, so I'm kind of – Vegas does know something about Texas State, so I'm kind of interested to see how this game's going to go. Um, but I do like ULM. I think they can get to three wins uh, and then be, and be 3-0 in conference. So I, I, I kind of like my chances with ULM 
in this game. Well, I'm going to turn to the one that uh, I've made it out to see. The Nick Brown Show is coming to you from Birmingham. Going to make it over to Historic Legion Field. Louisiana Tech on the road. Going to kick off at 3 o'clock versus the Blazers of UAB. Yeah, Nick, uh, it's amazing what Bill Clark has done in the in the one year uh, that they have came back from uh, their, little, uh, their little deal. Uh, look, don't sleep on UAB. This is a team that can uh, – that can definitely win this ball game, and uh, and, this, and they're been having a surprising schedule uh, so far, and with that three wins, so um, this is a team that can definitely uh, beat Tech if Tech doesn't take care of business. Um, look, Jay Marshmith, uh, to me, I think he's a better road quarterback than he is at home. Uh, so, so I do like taking this game. Uh, but look, UAB is a team that you cannot sleep on because this team can uh, can put points. Um, so, uh, and look, and look, Nick, I think it was, uh, I think they're coming off a bye week. So, and the week before that, they, they only lost three points to North Texas. So, and we know what North Texas did last week to Southern Miss. Uh, so this is a, this is a sneaky good team for, uh, for, for, for the Blazers. Yeah, you know, and, and Luke studied, and I told you this, uh, Bill Clark, they actually won two games, and of course they want to get bowl eligible, and, and I've told this, and, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna hear from Bill Clark in just a minute. But you look at this team, you're right. I think the thing you have to consider is this. Uh, number one, that they've won two ball games. And we've got some teams that come to USA this year that are, are down just a little bit. Rice, uh, UTEP, and Charlotte. Unfortunately, UTEP already, uh, making a coaching change. Well, Coach, uh, Kugler stepped down. And so I think those are three very winnable games. I think UAB will be the favorite in, in those three games. Now, let's just say they take care of business and win those three games. That's five wins. You're looking for that six win for bowl eligibility. And I really think the Blazers are going to be bowl eligible this year. They had an opportunity. By the way, they dug themselves a big, a big hole out in Denton, and, uh, but came back. In fact, uh, North Texas had to kick a field goal at the end of the game to beat them 46-43. It's a big weekend in Birmingham. It's homecoming. And then today you can hear us talk about it. You're going to hear an interview just a minute with Bill Clark. We actually talk about it. The player's not going to have their names on the back of the jerseys. They're going to have the name of children from the children's hospitals uh, in the city of Birmingham. So uh, really a big game for the uh, the Blazers today. And I'm right, you got to be careful. Don't don't uh, sleep on the Blazers. Man, I tell you what, I've certainly enjoyed the, uh, the mid-major report this morning. You've certainly uh, done your homework and not disappointed. All right, Nick, yeah, uh, this, yeah. It's just one of those mornings and games that I think that, uh, or I guess you would call it a weekend game. That's uh, that's going to be very good, and I'm very uh, eager to see how these games play out. All right, man. Certainly appreciate it. That has been the uh, mid-major report brought to you by Magnolia Home Health featuring Hunter Carswell. We call him Hoot here on the Nick Brown Show. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to let the donut man get to a few of your great techs. Please keep sending them in, 888-993-7762. That is the H2Go Paddle text line. Uh, Nick Brown Show is brought to you by the great folks at Brennan Dodge and Jeep. They're the official vehicle of the Nick Brown Show, where every day is a great day to drive a Jeep. In fact, that's what I drove last night. Got in 3 o'clock in the morning. Drove great. Six speed, though. No automatic. That's Brennan Dodge and Jeep, the official vehicle of the Nick Brown Show. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> 